Welcome to the New Jersey Crush FC podcast show discussing all things youth soccer. Welcome back to the New Jersey Crush podcast show. This is series two, episode one. We're delighted to have Ethan Evans on the show. Ethan is a really interesting person. He played professional soccer. Before that, he was in college, also played high school and travel soccer. So he's kind of been through everything along his journey in the game. And it's a great insight for young players and parents about what the pathway is to make it as a player. Ethan, welcome to the New Jersey Crush podcast show. Thanks for coming on today. How are you? Doing fine, thank you. Thanks for having me. How's everything going? Very good. Keeping busy. So, Ethan, as you know, New Jersey Crush are an elite girls' academy, doing very, very well here in America. Um, a lot of these players, you know, play travel soccer and have the ambition to go on and play in college, and some of them even the professional levels. You've done all of those three travel college and pro so we want to talk a bit about that pathway but why don't you start uh, explaining a bit about where you grew up and when you first started playing soccer yeah so i grew up in darien connecticut just played a local travel club until i was a freshman in high school uh, the varsity coach at the time ended up linking me up with the south central premier academy up in new haven and that was really my first taste of a higher level completely different ball game players that were on the youth national team were in the club and uh, it was a pretty rough adjustment at the start, but I'd say for a lot of young players, getting thrown in the deep end a bit and playing with some better players is how you improve. So I ended up there for a year, um, ended up switching over to Eastern FC in Westchester, another level up, and uh, again, thrown in the deep end, but that's what helped me improve the most. From there, I ended up playing at NYU with your friend Joe Bean, of course, and uh, was there for two seasons, ended up transferring to St. Thomas Aquinas College a Division II school in Rockland County, and uh, ended up getting to the Sweet 16 there. And from there, a uh, player I was actually coaching in Rockland County was able to help facilitate a trial for me to play professionally in Poland. And then years later, I was able to play semi-professionally in Germany as well. So tell me, Ethan, in terms of the travel soccer and the transition then to college soccer, pathway there like you, you went to a fantastic uh, university how did you uh, contact them how did that process begin um so most of it came down to the college showcases what i found was that uh you have to reach out to let's say 100 coaches sometimes to get 10 responses and of those 10 responses half of those might even be no so um basically i would just contact a ton of college coaches any school i was remotely interested in academically i would contact the soccer coach there see if they could come watch one of my games at one of the showcases even the ones sometimes that said they would come wouldn't be able to fit into their schedule so you really have to do put in the effort and and, and really reach out to as many as you can um luckily joe bian wasn't able to come to one of the showcases but he uh invited me basically to a clinic and then from there that was my opportunity so that's basically how i got to nyu so in essence um you know, uh, you're saying a lot of this comes down to the student athlete themselves and the families where you have to actually go out there, research colleges and actually contact the coaches yourself. Do the coaches like hearing from the players direct? I believe they do. It's better the player contacts rather than the parent. And you identify the colleges you may be interested in and try and mm-hmm. set the schedule to these coaches. Yep, absolutely. And, and you're spot on there saying that the coaches want to hear from the players directly. 
one, they don't want to have kids that they feel like they're going to need to babysit that have their parents holding their hands. They want to be coaching young adults that come into the college. The second thing as well is that they don't want players who are being pushed towards the school because their parents want that. They want players that are going towards the school because they themselves want it. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes we see that go in the other direction. Yeah. And in terms of the college lifestyle, talk a bit about that. I mean, I would say there are a lot of distractions, um, lots of parties and things that could get in the way of uh, obviously focusing on academics and uh, um, your athletic career. But any of the serious players are able to tune that out pretty easily if you have your priorities straight. Um, I would say that uh, obviously you have to be very disciplined in terms of your time management, being able to get all your studying in, being able to train properly, get enough sleep, eat healthy, work out. Um, I would say obviously you can fit it in, but you just have to be very diligent about budgeting your time properly. Yeah, absolutely. So you had that college experience, NYU, and then Stack. Now, I presume it was a good experience. Um, you learned a lot about soccer. I presumed you learned about a lot about life as well and made some lifelong friends. I think it's important to talk a bit about that because although we all love soccer and love playing soccer, we love winning, there's more to it than just that, right? It's about getting education, making friends, mm-hmm. learning life lessons. Yep, absolutely. And um, you're 100% right. I'm still friends with... Uh, not only my soccer teammates from NYU and Stack, but I also ran track at, uh, at NYU. And I was a sprinter, and I ended up being the best man at one of my teammates' weddings in Chicago a couple of years ago. Um, I, I'd also say that uh, maybe once in my life when I was in Germany working for Trivago, because they found me on LinkedIn. But other than that, every single job I've ever had in my entire life came through a referral from someone I either played soccer with or coached with. Other than that, I've literally never got a job any other way. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I think it's important to highlight that to the younger generation. Um, there's so much more than just playing soccer here. Soccer is an amazing sport, but a great way to network, meet people, learn life lessons. So in terms of your transition from college to the professional level, obviously uh, you played for me for multiple clubs and we played in the MPSL, which was a, a very good standard Um did you find the MPSL a step up from college level or a similar level? And then talk a bit about the transition from that level again to professional level in Europe. Yeah, so I would say that the 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 tactical aspect and the technical aspect of the MPSL was much higher than college. But I would also say that the one thing that college seems to trump out of a lot of leagues is, is just the athletic aspect, that, that this is a very intense, very physical game in college. And that's something a lot of players aren't really ready for when they come in as a freshman. Um, completely different ball game, more of a European style in the MPSL. The ball's on the ground more. Teams are keeping possession. And then that was even more extreme when I went over to Poland. Um, lots of very scrawny, very technical players. At the same time, very aggressive. They'd take a tactical foul. They'd use their yellow card whenever they needed to. And that's something you don't see over in the U.S. quite as much. And was it, a, again, from travel to college, and then college to MPSL, MPSL to pro, did you find each step of the way you had to really adjust and you, it took time for you to uh, be able to manage that level? Well, absolutely. It's very rare to have a player come to a new level and just hit the ground running. Um, quite frankly, if they're able to do that, they're probably not at the right level. They could probably go a few steps higher. Um, I'd say not only the overall level, the speed of play, but also 
adjusting to the new coach, adjusting to tactics, adjusting to the way your teammates play. Every time it's a transition, but as a player, you have to adapt. If you don't do that, you really don't have a chance to go anywhere. Yeah, very good. And then I suppose something I'd like to talk about is is the parent aspect, because obviously you have uh, two great parents. And it's important to talk about their involvement. Mm-hmm. How hands-on or hands-off should they be? Sometimes we criticize parents for being too hands-on. So I, I would say that I was very lucky to have parents that were always willing to travel. They would always show up. Their schedule kind of revolved around my soccer schedule. And they were very willing to do that. But at the same time, they were not telling me how to play, telling me how to train. They weren't telling me how to interact with my coaches or teammates. They were just kind of letting me figure it out by trial and error, which quite frankly, I think is what should be happening. Um, some parents have really good feedback. Sometimes it's a little bit of mixed signals with the coach. But at the end of the day, the coach's job is to help the players improve. And not just in terms of a technical aspect, but in terms of your whole approach to the game. And if you have a good coach in the squad, then that's going to happen. And quite frankly, if you don't, it's not going to happen uh, regardless of what the parents do. So I'd, I'd put it more on the coach and having a kind of lazy, fair um, kind of attitude as parents where you kind of let your player develop and, and they're going to take themselves to the next level for what they do outside of training as well. Yeah, I would agree. My parents were very hands off. I mean, obviously, if I needed lifts or anything like that or buying equipment, they supported me in that way. Mm -hmm. But they very much let me get on and play the game and get coached by the coaches. And I think that was a real benefit. And I think it's important for parents to hear that as well. So, Eden, I know you're in a rush here. You're going into an important meeting. But um, just to kind of wrap up, like what would be, you know, just if you were just to advise these young uh, female athletes in New Jersey crush that aspire to kind of maybe as I said, play high school, go to college, maybe even pro. And that's a, it's a big question, but like, well, how would you sum up the advice you'd give in terms of their journey and pathway? Yep. So I'd say, obviously, you're only training a couple nights a week with your, with your club team. You have to be training more on your own. I wouldn't beat up your body too much in terms of overdoing the fitness year round. I'd focus more on, on, on technique as much as you can, spending as much time with the ball. And then maybe the few months prior to preseason, Going into college is really the time frame where you want to ramp up the fitness. Um, I would also say that uh, constantly thinking about what you can do to improve your team rather than thinking about what's in it for you. I've seen a lot of players, it's more so when I saw players going overseas than in college necessarily, but they'd come into a squad and feel like the club owed them something. And that's that's a recipe for disaster. The players that did the best were the ones where if they got one minute, They'd give the best possible 60 seconds they could, and they wouldn't pout. Um, If they got to play the full game, then great. But either way, they'd always show up whenever the coach called their name. That's brilliant. Amazing advice, Ethan. And obviously, appreciate you coming on the show. We'd love to get you back on sometime. Thank you very much. Yep. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Talk to you soon.